Hey there, it's Greg Maxwell, and today we have a special podcast episode for you. I recently presented a training titled How Plaintiff Attorneys Can Reduce Their Income Taxes and Build Wealth Using Their Contingency Fees. So in this webinar, I share a powerful and underutilized income planning strategy unique to plaintiff attorneys that builds wealth in the most tax efficient way possible. So some of the highlights of this training include, number one, how attorneys can use the same tax planning strategy as Fortune 500 CEOs to significantly reduce and control their income tax bill. Number two, why this strategy is the most effective way for attorneys to save on income taxes and build wealth, and why other options just pale in comparison. And number three, bonus strategies, including how to place golden handcuffs on key employees without giving up any equity. So if you'd like to watch the presentation, you can visit amicusplanners.com forward slash PI. So I hope you enjoy the training. Hi, my name is Greg Maxwell. And in this training, I'm going to share how we help plaintiff attorneys nationwide reduce their income taxes each year and build their wealth using their contingency fees as the vehicle to do that. I have two goals for this training. First, I'll show you the exact strategy that we use with our attorney clients across the country to save them tens of thousands of dollars every year in income taxes. And second, I'll teach you why this strategy is the most effective way to reduce your income taxes and also to build real wealth and why other planning options that you may have tried in the past really pale in comparison. If any of these things describe you, I invite you to focus on this training because it's absolutely for you. So get out a pen, get out a notepad, shut down your email, silence your phone, close the door to your office. I promise it's going to be worth it to you. So if you are a contingency fee-based attorney and you're paying more income tax than you want to pay, if your firm's cash flows are irregular, if there's wild swings from year to year in your cash flows, if you are looking for a good way to save for retirement, or if you haven't found a satisfactory way to reduce your income taxes and your financial planners or your CPA's suggestions to you are not that helpful or you don't like them, then this is for you. So I was looking through a Facebook group recently and someone asked advice on how to lower taxes. And some of the suggestions were, you know, included hiring your children as employees or purchasing Section 179 vehicles. So, look, if you do want a Cybertruck, great, and that's fine. But unless you want to buy a Cybertruck every single year for the rest of your working life, there's a better way to do it. So, this works for solo attorneys, for small firm attorneys, mid-size attorneys, large firm attorneys, mass tort attorneys, class action attorneys and even high-volume single-event attorneys or low-volume single-event attorneys. It doesn't necessarily matter what type of contingency fee-based attorney you are. This will work for you, and it works in any type of law firm, whether you're a partner, an associate, it doesn't matter. So you're probably wondering why I'm qualified to teach on this topic. The picture you're seeing is me. But my firm, Amicus Settlement Planners, works with law firms and attorneys nationwide. I'm an attorney myself. I'm also a certified financial planner. And we focus our practice solely on financial planning for contingency fee-based attorneys. Usually that's plaintiff attorneys, but not always, and their clients. So we call the financial and legal planning that happens at the time of settlement, settlement planning. Okay, so why haven't you heard of this before? Well, there's a few reasons for that. Number one, the vast majority of financial advisors and CPAs have never even heard of what we're going to cover today. Most financial advisors and CPAs work with small business owners, doctors, dentists, 
and none of this applies to them. It's totally unique to contingency fee-based attorneys. You're the only ones that have access to it. Other contingency fee-based professionals have approached me trying to use it, like real estate professionals or other professionals that work on a contingency, but they're not even allowed to use it either. So it's strictly for contingency fee-based attorneys. And because your financial advisors and CPAs are clueless about this, you're wasting money, hundreds of thousands of dollars on income taxes every year because you just haven't heard of it. So we're gonna fix that today. If you have a structure guy, a lot of people will tell me, well, I have a structure guy and he only wants to talk about annuities. Well, of course, because as a structure guy, all he has access to are structured settlement annuities. And that's how he gets paid his commission. But while structured annuities for attorney fee deferrals can be useful in certain situations, most attorneys I work with when presented with both options will almost always choose this option. So again, our firm is unique to help your firm, which is unique. Like I said, we're practicing attorneys and we're certified financial planners. All we do is work with contingency fee-based attorneys and their clients. So you need someone that works with you who understands those unique opportunities and challenges you faced. Contingency fee-based attorneys are completely unique in their revenue streams, their expenses, the challenges you face in their practice. You have unpredictable income and expenses from year to year. You have limited access to bank debt. You have an inability in a lot of cases to deduct case costs. And that just, that all adds up to mean you pay too much in taxes. You have to borrow at higher interest rates and you have limited capital to invest in cases. So before we dive in, of course, I'm an attorney after all, I need to just give a little disclaimer. So this material has been prepared solely for information purposes. It's not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal, accounting advice. You should always do your own research and analysis before making any investment choice based on your unique circumstances. And we always encourage you to, to consult with your own tax and legal and accounting advisors before taking any action on any of the stuff that we present. Okay, so here are the three parts we'll be covering today and how you can save thousands of dollars on your income taxes every year. Okay, so part one, how you can use this same strategy that Fortune 500 CEOs use to slash their income tax bill. Part two, we'll talk about how to implement this strategy without using an annuity and without any defense involvement at all. And then in part three, this is the best, how to get started with this strategy in less than 60 minutes. This is not something that is complicated or takes forever to get going. So part one, how you can use the same strategy as Fortune 500 CEOs and executives to slash your income tax bill. So this is the big income tax strategy of Fortune 500 CEOs and executives. Private deferred compensation plans. Private deferred compensation plans are sometimes referred to as non-qualified deferred comp plans, elective deferral programs, EDPs, or Section 409A plans. So in 2017, can you guess what percentage of Fortune 500 CEOs and executives use the strategy we're going to be talking about? 92%. 92%. According to a 2017 survey, an estimated 92% of Fortune 500 companies now offer non-qualified deferred comp plans to their executives and CEOs. So the previous survey was in 2014, and it showed that 78% of Fortune 500 companies had a deferred comp plan. So these plans are becoming more and more common as the years go on. Does that number surprise you? Once you understand the benefits, you'll see that Fortune 500 companies have done their homework. Okay, so why? Why are Fortune 500 CEOs doing this? Well, a couple of reasons. Deferred comp plans allow executives to defer a large portion of their compensation to future years and thereby defer taxes on the money until the deferred funds are paid. 
Fortune 500 CEOs and executives saved $78 million on their 2014 tax bills by putting over $197 million into deferred comp plans. So that's great news. You can have your own private deferred comp plan just like the Fortune 500 executives and CEOs. So now the question becomes, how do you fund your private deferred comp plan? Well, it's funded with your contingent legal fees. As a contingency fee-based attorney, you have the ability to defer the receipt of your legal fees and to place those fees into your own private deferred comp plan. So when I talk about deferring legal fees, what does that mean? Well, plaintiff attorneys, contingency fee-based attorneys, have the unique ability to defer the receipt of legal fees to future tax years. This allows you to postpone the tax obligation and the income until the year in which payments are received. In other words, by making a deferral election, you delay the recognition of taxable income by postponing the receipt of your legal fees. So, you may be thinking, does the IRS really allow this? Non-qualified deferred comp plans have been around for decades. This is nothing new. Specifically related to attorneys, there's a case called the Childs v. Commissioner case. And that case held that lawyers can defer the receipt of contingent legal fees and therefore the taxation on those legal fees to future tax years. That was in 1994 and affirmed in 1996. So it's now been 24 years since that opinion has come out. Childs was affirmed without opinion two years later, as I said, in 1996. In a private letter ruling in 2008, the IRS cited favorably to Childs. So since the Childs case, the IRS has not challenged a lawyer's ability to defer legal fees. Additionally, both the program administrators and law firms and individual attorneys using these private deferred comp plans have been audited by the IRS without issue. The programs we use have the highest level tax opinion from multiple tax attorneys, and we have some tax memorandums available upon request that we're able to send you if you'd like. The tax opinions that these programs have received are the should level tax opinion, which is the highest level tax opinion that is available. We feel that these plans are even better than Fortune 500 plans. With these plans, you're making a deferral election, placing your funds into a deferred comp plan. You're also able to fund your account, of course, on a pre-tax basis, and the growth inside your account grows tax-deferred. But The nice thing about what you do as personal injury attorneys, you're using this same non-qualified comp plan approach, but you have full control over the amount and timing of both the additions to and the withdrawals from your deferred comp plan. So you might be thinking, why not just max out my 401k plan? Well, using a deferred comp plan, you can control the amount of income you recognize in any year. This allows you to reduce the amount of taxable income and maximize your qualified business income deduction. So you may want to max out your 401k plan and do this in addition to it. However, you don't need to wait until retirement to withdraw funds from this plan like you would in a 401k plan. There's no required minimum distributions. There's no minimum age like there are in qualified plans, such as a 401k plan or an IRA. You can use the the funds in your private deferred comp plan to pay for case and firm expenses as you go. Also, a huge difference between the private deferred comp plan and a 401k or an IRA or other qualified plans is that with this private deferred comp plan, there's no employee participation requirement. That can often be a huge stumbling block for a firm that has staff and paralegals because those qualified plans force you as the employer to include staff and other associates. With this plan, you don't need to do any of that. There's no employee participation requirement. 
And unlike a 401k plan or an IRA, there are no annual contribution limits. You can contribute as much or as little to these plans every year as you want. That's a huge deal, especially if you have a great case or a great year and you want to defer potentially hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. You can do that in any single year. So it's essentially like a supercharged 401k, but without all of the restrictions and with much greater flexibility. Okay, so you might be thinking, why wouldn't I just pay taxes and then invest what's left over? Well, using a deferred comp plan has two major advantages over a traditional after-tax investment approach. So if you invest pre-tax money in a deferred comp plan, you're investing fees on a pre-tax basis. So for example, if you earn a $1 million fee, and we use $1 million just because it's a nice round number, but this can be as big or as small as you want it to be, let's say you invest the full $1 million rather than the after-tax amount, which in most states, the federal and state rate's gonna be about 47% or higher, the combined tax rate. So instead of investing the net after tax of about 530,000, you're able to invest the full $1 million fee. This allows you to invest the gross fee of a million rather than the after tax net fee of about 530. The other big difference is that in this deferred comp plan, your investment grows on a tax deferred basis. So in a deferred comp plan, you're not paying taxes on the gains every year as you go. In an after-tax investment strategy, you're taxed every year on the growth, and you have to pay taxes on those gains. So you're taking two steps forward and one step back every single year. Okay, so we're talking about a one-time, $1 million investment. After 20 years in the after-tax investing, so where you pay the tax and you invest in a taxable account, after 20 years, that account will have grown from about $530,000 to about $1.345 million after 20 years. Okay. However, in the deferred comp plan, if you invest the pre-tax amount of $1 million and it grows on a tax-deferred basis, that same $1 million investment after 20 years will have grown to $3.869 million. That's a huge difference. That's about three times better growth in the deferred comp plan than you would have gotten by taking your fee, paying the taxes, and investing it in an after-tax investment portfolio. Okay, so what if you don't have a huge case where you earn a million-dollar fee? What about a more typical example? What if you deferred $300,000 every year for the next 20 years? So that last graph showed what $1 million deferred one time would look like 20 years from now in both a deferred comp plan and if you were to pay the taxes the year you received it and invested the net, what that would look like 20 years from now. We realize that not every attorney gets a million dollar fee every year. I mean, obviously that's the goal and we hope you get a couple of those, but a more typical example is something like this. What if you were to invest $300,000 per year for 20 years? Or for example, you had $300,000 that you wanted to put towards your retirement every year for the next 20 years. What would the difference be in a deferred comp plan versus paying taxes and investing in an after-tax taxable account after 20 years? So after 20 years in the after-tax investment account would have grown to about $5.3 million after 20 years. That's a nice retirement. However, in the deferred comp plan, Investing that same $300,000 each year for 20 years gets you over $13 million in your deferred comp plan. 
That's more than two and a half times what you got by paying taxes each year and investing in a taxable account. Isn't that amazing? How would you like this to be what your retirement plan looks like after 20 years? That's an amazing display of what pre-tax and tax deferral can mean on a compounding basis. The wonderful thing about these plans is you get to invest Uncle Sam's portion all along the way. You don't have to pay him every year as you go. So yes, in the deferred comp plan, eventually you're going to need to pay taxes on the $13 million that have accumulated. But the nice thing about these plans is you can spread that out over the rest of your retirement. You don't have to pay that all in one year. And even if you did pay that all in one year, like the year you retired, you paid tax on all of that growth, the $13 million, you would still come out way higher than you would have by paying taxes along the way. So yes, you do have to pay taxes on the deferred comp plan accumulation, but only as it's paid to you and only in the amounts that it's paid to you each year that you take it. So hopefully by now you're starting to see the power of pre-tax and tax deferred investing. But you might be thinking, well, I don't get large enough cases. I'm not one of those attorneys that gets a bunch of huge cases to defer. Well, here's the good news. There's no minimum contribution. If you're an attorney that gets a lot of small cases or medium-sized cases, you can make a one-time election and defer an unlimited number of cases in that year. Or you can defer on a case-by-case basis. The cases can be as small or as big as you want. So this works for all types of attorneys. So lots of small bricks will eventually build a very big, impressive building. So you don't need to just wait for that huge case to come along in order to defer fees. You can defer them on many small cases or a few small cases a year. And then over the course of time, you'll have a big, nice retirement portfolio waiting for you when you're ready to retire. There are many attorneys that we work with who will defer, you know, five, ten, or $15,000 a case. Some will defer a certain percentage on each case. Some will get to a certain point of the year, and then once they know that they've got their firm overhead paid for or their percentage of partnership overhead paid for or whatever it is in that year, then they start to defer 80 or 90% of all the rest of the cases in that calendar year until they then again start over in the new year with new partner contribution amounts to overhead and that kind of thing. So it's really flexible, and you can really customize this to your particular situation. You might be thinking, look, this would be great, but I'm not a partner in my firm or I'm not an equity owner in the firm. Well, good news. Uh, You can use a deferred comp plan even if you're not a partner in your firm. You can set up this plan whether you're an associate, a first-year attorney, a named partner. It doesn't necessarily matter. Even if you are a partner, the other partners in the firm don't necessarily have to participate in the deferred comp plan even if you want to. So sometimes attorneys will, will ask us, well, My other partners don't want to do this. Well, that's fine. That's the beauty of this. You can do it and they don't have to. So it's totally individualized and personalized to you. You don't have to try to get other partners or the whole firm to buy into this. It's totally unique to you, to each attorney. So let's just have a quick recap of part one. In part one, we talked about why using deferred comp plans is really the best way to not only save on your income tax bill in the current year, but also to save for retirement. Fortune 500 CEOs and executives have been using private deferred comp plans for years. And essentially a deferred comp plan is like a supercharged 401k plan, but without all of the restrictions. Again, there's no employee participation requirement. There's no contribution limits. 
There's no required minimum distributions. It's solely for you and what makes sense for you as an individual attorney. And again, we talked a little bit about the power of pre-tax investing and tax-deferred investing as opposed to taking your fee, paying the income tax on it, investing in a taxable investment account, and then paying the tax on that growth in that account every year. Are you getting this? Is this making sense? Because we're about to dive into part two. And in part two, we're going to talk about exactly how you can place funds into your deferred comp plan and why you don't have to use an annuity and how you can do this entire process without any defense involvement. You might be thinking at this point, yeah, I've heard of structured attorney's fees, but don't I have to use a structured annuity to fund my deferred comp plan? Is this the same thing? No, this is not the same thing. Using a structured settlement annuity to defer fees is an alternative to using a deferred comp plan. And deferring fees using an annuity can be a good fit in certain situations. However, most of our clients, when we talk to them about their options, will opt to use the deferred comp plan for the reasons we're going to discuss in this section. So you might be thinking, why haven't I heard about this deferred comp plan approach before? Why have I only heard about structured attorney's fees using a structured settlement annuity? Well, a few reasons for that. One is life insurance companies and structured settlement brokers, they only make commissions when you use a structured annuity. Most of the time, attorneys get their information about attorney fee deferrals from a structure guy or a structured annuity broker. So obviously, they have an interest in selling a structured attorney's fee. They don't necessarily even know about this because it's not run of the mill. They have an insurance license, and so they can sell insurance products. And in order to be able to do this, you need to have a registered investment advisory firm. You have to have a relationship with some of these plan administrators. And most of those structure guys or structure brokers simply don't have that. So with that out of the way, let's compare the deferred comp plan approach with the structured settlement annuity approach. Advantage number one is that you can earn market rates of return in a deferred comp plan. In a structured settlement annuity, your rate of return is fixed at the time you establish it, at the time you set it up. And with the historically low interest rates in the current interest rate environment that we are in, that return is very low. Rates right now are at an all-time low, actually, and using an annuity locks you into that all-time low rate forever. So... In a deferred comp plan, you fund the deferred comp plan with cash from your IOLTA account. The cash is then deposited by the deferred comp plan administrator into an investment account at Charles Schwab or a TD Ameritrade or another custodian that you're familiar with. Once the deferred comp plan is funded, the funds are invested in a portfolio that matches your risk tolerance and preferences. So you have control over the investment portfolio of your deferred comp plan and you can change that at any time. The funds are invested as conservatively or aggressively as you choose. So that's totally up to you as to how you choose to invest those deferred comp dollars. And that allows you obviously to earn market rates of return. You're not stuck in those historically low interest rates that structured settlement annuities currently offer. The second advantage is that the defense doesn't need to agree or even know about the fact that you're deferring your fee. This is a big complaint that we get from attorneys all the time. They don't like the fact that the defense attorneys, that the defense adjusters, that the casualty companies know what they're doing with their fee. Unlike an annuity where you have to include all the language in the release agreement, where there has to be separate checks cut and sent directly to the annuity company that cannot pass through your IOLTA account, none of that applies to the deferred comp plan option. 
Like I said, the defense is not cutting separate checks. It all goes straight into your IOLTA. And you can fund your deferred comp plan right from your IOLTA account. So again, this is a huge advantage in that there's not special language. It doesn't slow down the process as you're trying to settle a claim, trying to get the defense attorney or the adjuster or whoever it is that's creating their release agreement, all the necessary language they need to put into the release about your your deferred fee. There's no qualified assignment document that needs to be signed. It just makes the process much smoother and much easier. Let's talk about an example of how the settlement payment then flows in a deferred comp plan situation. So the defendant just pays the entire settlement check to your IOLTA account. It's essentially a cash release. Nothing unique about it. You then, from your IOLTA, just like you would in any cash release, you pay lien holders, you distribute the settlement funds to your client, you pay co-counsel fees to any referring attorneys, and then the amount of your fee that you choose to defer is then paid from your IOLTA account to the plan administrator. The remainder is then paid to your firm's operating account. A third advantage is that the deferred comp plan approach avoids many of the hassles that come with trying to defer a fee using a structured annuity. Using the deferred comp plan approach, you can defer one or hundreds of cases with one document between you and the deferred comp plan administrator. You don't have to jump through hoops on every single case like you do if you want to defer fees with a structured settlement annuity. And again, there's no minimum amount required to defer, and there's no setup fee. With a structured annuity, there is about a ten dollars or $15,000 minimum, and then there's usually an assignment fee of about $500 or $750 every time you want to do it. Again, the flow of funds using the deferred comp plan approach is 100% U.S.-based. There's no offshore assignment company like there is with an annuity. If you've ever deferred fees with a structured settlement annuity, the funds flow through generally a Barbados-based assignment company before they come back onshore. There's none of that with the deferred comp plan approach. And many attorneys don't feel comfortable with the flow of funds going offshore. Some annuity companies just simply will not agree to allow you to defer fees because the defense and the defense adjuster and the carrier has to be involved in a structured annuity plan. They have to agree to allow you to do it. And some defense casualty companies just simply won't allow you to do it. In this situation, the defense, again, has no involvement. So they pay cash, it goes into your IOLTA account, and you can do what you want to do with your fee deferral from there. Another huge advantage is that a deferred comp plan has a flexible payout schedule, and this may be the most valuable and powerful advantage of all. The deferred comp plan doesn't have a mandatory or fixed payout dates like a structured annuity does. In a structured annuity context, you set up the amounts and the dates that you're going to receive those payments in the future, and once they're set, they're set. They're essentially impossible to to change unless you go to someone like J.G. Wentworth or some other company like that that's willing to buy that future stream of payments, but you're going to take a huge haircut by doing that. So unless you know exactly how you want the payments paid in the future and exactly what dates and amounts, the deferred comp plan approach is a great alternative option because you have much more flexibility in when you receive those payments. So you can elect to withdraw funds at any time, and you do not have to schedule your withdrawals at the time of the deferral. So there are some rules regarding the deferral that we can go over with you, but they're much more flexible than with the structured annuity. So let's go back to the $1 million fee deferral example. If you defer $1 million into your deferred comp plan, each quarter you can elect to withdraw none, all, or a part of that bucket 
that's payable in that year. And any amount that is not withdrawn rolls forward to the end of the line. So for example, let's say that a quarterly payment is due. If you do nothing, that quarterly payment automatically rolls forward to the end of the line. So essentially, your deferred comp plan just continues to roll forward until you decide to start taking all or a portion of each of those quarterly buckets. So that means that that is essentially a five-year payout if you took 100% of each quarterly bucket when it became due. However, you don't have to take the entire quarterly bucket when it becomes due. You could take half of that quarterly bucket and stretch that five-year payment into a 10-year payment that way, or a fourth of your quarterly bucket, or a tenth of your quarterly bucket. So it's extremely flexible, or none of that quarterly bucket. So again, it just gives you much more flexibility in how you pay yourself in retirement, or three or four years down the road, or whatever it might be. So unlike the annuity, it's not fixed when those payments are coming. They're divided into 20 quarterly buckets and they continue to roll forward until you elect to start receiving all or a portion of each bucket. You might be thinking, okay, you just mentioned five years. Well, what if I need my money sooner than over a five-year period? What if I get into a situation where I get into a big case and I need funds that I have set aside into my deferred comp plan to fund this case? Well, most deferred comp plan administrators will extend you a line of credit, which allows you to access up to 90% of the deferred funds in your account on an as-needed basis. Now, the interest rates on these lines of credit are way lower than traditional law firm loans. They're usually about 4 to 6%. So if you find yourself in a situation where you need funds more quickly than over a five-year period, you can take a loan. And again, re getting the loan does not result in taxable income. So you can borrow the funds for any reason. You can borrow them to fund your law practice, case expenses, to fund personal expenses. It doesn't necessarily matter. Just want to make sure you understand that if you do find yourself wondering about having to access the money that you've deferred, you can't access it directly, but you can get a loan or a line of credit based on that deferral for up to 90% of the amount in your deferral account. So that's an excellent way to be able to access money when you need it without disturbing your retirement plan. You might be thinking, you know, I'm not exactly sure how profitable my year is going to be. So you might be a little nervous about electing to defer your compensation. Well, with the deferred comp plan approach, again, that election is very flexible. You can defer on a case-by-case -case basis, or you can elect to defer all of the cases in your pipeline at the same time, just a percentage of all of the cases in your pipeline, for example. So you can defer a set dollar amount, a percentage of a fee, or a combination of a dollar amount and a percentage. So for example, you can defer $100,000. So let's say you have a $100,000 fee coming in. You can defer the full $100,000. You can defer 50% of it. You can defer X percent of all the fees that are in excess of some dollar amount. Or you can decide that you're going to defer the first 100000 on this case and X percent of everything in excess of whatever amount you want coming in on your next case. So, so again, it's just extremely flexible. A lot of our attorneys, once they get to a point, like I mentioned, in the year where they don't necessarily need any more income and they don't want to pay taxes on that excess income in that calendar year, they'll just decide to defer all the rest of their cases that calendar year. Just to recap part two then, you can fund your deferred comp plan without using a structured settlement annuity and without any defense involvement. 
The advantages of using a deferred comp plan over an annuity is you can invest in the portfolio of your choosing and therefore earn market rates of return. You can fund the plan directly from your IOLTA account, meaning there's zero defense involvement or knowledge of your plan. You can defer any number of cases with a single election. There's no minimum amount and no setup fee. It's all 100% U.S. based. There's no offshore element. And it's a much more flexible payout schedule. And again, you can borrow against your deferred fees to fund case or personal expenses. So just to recap, the green checks are what you can do in a deferred comp plan. The The gray X's are what you cannot do in a structured settlement annuity. So can you see why most attorneys that we talk to prefer using a deferred comp plan instead of a structured settlement annuity? Now on to part three, the last part. How to establish your own deferred comp plan in less than 60 minutes. If you're like most attorneys, you are so busy dealing with the day-to-day issues that it can be difficult to plan for the year ahead. It can be difficult to even plan for the next week or two weeks ahead. So you end up taking what the year gives you and paying too much in taxes and saving less than you'd hoped when it's all said and done. Establishing a plan is like opening a savings account. It's really that easy. It doesn't cost you anything. There's no minimum deposit requirement. And simply establishing your deferred comp plan doesn't obligate you to do anything. So you don't need to wait until you've got a fee that you want to defer in order to establish this. It's much better to go ahead and get your plan established and ready to go so that when you do have a case that you want to defer your fee on, you're up and running and ready to go. And it's a super simple process. So what is the process? Number one, you just fill out a basic deferred comp plan application. We work with the account administrator to help set up your dedicated investment account. And then once you have the fees that you're ready to defer, you enter into a deferral payment agreement specifying the cases or the percentage you want to defer. Now on that third part, you need to make sure that you do that before you sign the settlement agreement or the release agreement in the underlying case. So there is a timing element to that. So give us a call and we can walk you through that. But if you've got a case that you want to defer, make sure that you have the deferral election signed before the release agreement in the underlying case is signed. Now you might be thinking, well, I don't know how to invest or make a portfolio allocation and diversify my assets within that allocation. I don't know how to manage my investments. I don't know how to rebalance investments. That's what we're here to help you do. Again, we are certified financial planners. We are attorneys. We work solely with personal injury and contingency fee-based attorneys, and we act as the investment manager for your deferred comp plan and invest your deferred fees based on your goals, your risk tolerance, based on your age and your wishes. So you might be thinking, well, okay, but I already have a financial advisor. That's fine. Our firm will manage only the assets within your deferred comp account. Your current financial advisor can continue to manage the accounts that you may have with him or her outside of the deferred comp plan. We're never going to pressure you to switch your other accounts over to us for those other accounts. We realize that what we do is very unique and we are happy to stay within that lane. If you don't have a financial advisor, then of course, we're happy to see if we're a good fit for managing the assets in your deferred comp plan and also the other assets that you may have outside of your deferred comp plan. But again, that decision is 100% up to you. So a question we often get is, will I be able to see what's going on? Or is this in some kind of black box that I can't ever look at and can't see what's happening with my investments? Nope, this is like any other investment account that you might have with Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade or whomever. 
You have online access to it where you can go and see how the accounts are doing just like you can in any other investment account that you may have. And all your fees are going into a single account. So unlike an annuity where you may have five or 10 or 15 different annuity policies that you're trying to coordinate, all of your fees go into the same account. So you are allocating the assets within that investment account in one big account. So it's not like you're trying to manage 15 different fee deferral accounts if you've deferred your fees on 15 different cases. Again, with multiple different annuities, it can be really a struggle to make sure that those are all paying at the times you want them to pay, that you have copies of those policies, that they're paying to the right address, and that kind of thing. And again, you might have multiple life insurance companies, annuity companies paying you with different payout dates, payment amounts. It can be a little bit confusing. So this really simplifies that aspect of it as well. So again, here's what we've covered today. We covered how you can use this same strategy as Fortune 500 CEOs to slash your income tax bill. We've talked about how to fund your deferred comp plan without using an annuity and without any defense involvement and how you can do that from your own IOLTA account. And we've talked about how you can establish your own deferred comp plan in less than 60 minutes. And again, this works for any contingency fee-based attorney in any type of law firm. Small, big, mid-size, mass tort, class action, high volume, low volume, whatever. So let me ask you a question. Can you imagine what it would be like to stop paying almost 50% of your income every year to Uncle Sam and instead use that money to fund your own goals and your own retirement? So at this point, you essentially have two options. You can keep doing what you've been doing, or you can get help from someone who's helped attorneys all over the country save thousands of dollars each year on taxes in a much easier, much simpler way. So if you'd like my help, here's what I'd like you to do right now. Click the button next to this video and book a 30-minute strategy session with me. So on our strategy session call, we'll discuss your situation and see if we may be missing out on some significant tax saving opportunities for you. We'll explore some of the strategies available to you and discuss in more detail how this would actually work for you and your firm. So on that same phone call, we can also discuss other planning strategies that we haven't even had time to talk about on this webinar. I'm talking about things like how you can set up a golden handcuffs type plan for key employees, associates, paralegals, how you can retain those key employees and paralegals and associates without having to give up equity in your firm, how you can set up a line of credit and borrow funds for cased costs or other expenses at about 4 to 6% how you can use deferred fees to smooth your future firm's cash flows so that you're not worrying about what happens when the next coronavirus hits and you lose a huge portion of your pipeline. You can totally eliminate that worry for the next three or four or five or six years by being smart about how you do this. And things like how you can transfer significant amounts of money to your heirs in a really simple way with this plan as well. So when you click on the link either below or to the side of this webinar, it will take you to this page, which allows you to choose a date and time that works for you. You'll enter your name, your email, your phone number, and it will automatically send you a calendar invite. So again, let's get on a strategy session to discuss your situation. And look, here's our no BS guarantee. If we're not a good fit for your firm or if we can't help you, we'll let you know right away. This is not going to be a high-pressure sales call. I'm a fellow attorney. My time is valuable. Your time is valuable. I have no interest in wasting either of our time if I don't think we're a good fit or if we can help you. But I'm confident that we most likely can, and we've helped many attorneys all over the country. And so I'm hoping that we can do the same with you. So go ahead, click that button on this page to book your no-obligation strategy session, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks for listening to the Settlement Planning Tips for Personal Injury Attorneys podcast. 
If you like this podcast, make sure to visit amicusplanners.com for more great content, including videos, PDF checklists, show notes, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and be sure to join us next week for more settlement planning tips.